Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. We are back for part three, the final part of the mock-off season. Took a little break from recording, but we're back at it. Before we bring back Kevin Pelton of ESPN, Dan Feldman of NBC, and of course Danny LaRue, I'm going to bring you up to date on what happened in part two. Uh, at the beginning of part two, of course, we summarized part one. So a lot of rotation players get signed here, starting with Ricky Rubio, who went into Indiana's cap space three years, $45 million. I was pretty pleased to, to get that number didn't seem like he had many other offers uh, in that range but indiana has been focused uh, on rubio for a while and then patrick beverly to dallas two years 24 million to start for them at point guard really interesting one was demarcus cousins he of course had interest for the warriors on a one plus one but the most they could pay him was 6.4 million to start on that non-bird exception instead he will return to the sacramento kings two years 20 million dollars second year player option to be their starting center Corey joseph is probably going to be the starting point guard in phoenix similar money to what he was making in indiana three years 21 million dollars thaddeus young got a big balloon payment from the clippers they had all this cap space but didn't get to use it on Kawhi leonard now they're trying to sign one-year deals to keep cap space open for next year young signed with the clippers for two years 40 million dollars but the second year is non-guaranteed. So basically $20 million in guaranteed money there. Jeremy Lamb was signed by the Bulls three years, $42 million to give them a, another option on the wing. They already do have Zach Levine, but they felt like that was good value for Lamb. Trevor Ariza is going back to LA, but this time with the Clippers on a one-year $12 million deal. Uh, the Wizards could have gotten into that range, uh, but weren't interested. Uh, the Clippers with $12 million, that was more than anyone else's willing to spend there reggie bullock is returning to la they have the full bird rights on him they kept his cap hold on the books he's going to go there for three years 25 million and they're going to front load that contract using uh his bird rights bullock likely going to start at the two in la nerland's noel clutch client gets the room exception in la for two years two years 9.8 million but because it's only a two-year deal they could do this make the second year only two million dollars guaranteed similar structure to what Milos Teodosic agreed to with the Clippers a couple years ago you just make the first year non-guaranteed but make the guarantee date basically the day after he signs it so then you can mirror that structure in the second year the reason you don't see player options that are not guaranteed on longer contracts is because the guarantee structure in an option year has to be the same as the preceding year Contavious Caldwell Pope Lakers didn't have room to, to bring him back he ends up going to the Knicks who struck out on their free agents as well want to keep 
cap space open for 2020 one years 10 million dollars to the knicks Dwayne deadman is going to return to atlanta on the same structure actually that he signed with with them two years ago except will not get the player option two years 14 million with one million dollars in unlikely bonuses each year Boban got a pretty decent offer from the Spurs. Two years, $8 million. Boban Marjanovic going back to San Antonio. Julius Randle couldn't really find a good multi-year offer out there. He's going to the Knicks for one year, $12 million. Wayne Ellington, the Warriors used their full taxpayer MLE for three years on Ellington. In total, that contract was three years, $19 million for the 31-year-old. He's going to start at the two for the Warriors. The Warriors also were able to make a trade with Memphis for Jay Crowder. They sent Sean Livingston, whom they guaranteed up to $4.4 million, which was enough to bring back the salary of Crowder, and a 2021 first-round pick that was top 20 protected for two years and then converts to 22 and 2025 second-rounders. The other big trade was Portland getting Kevin Love. They traded Mo Harkless, Myers Leonard, Gary Trent, and a 2021 first round pick which is lottery protected that year goes down to one through 10 protected in 2022 and then transitions into 2022 and 2024 second rounders the shooting guard market continued with justin holiday going to the lakers three years 15 million third season is partially guaranteed that was the remainder of the lakers cap space so they're down just to minimum contracts now mike scott returned to philly at one year 5.2 million the most they could pay him on their nine bird exception marcus morris got the bulk of minnesota's mid-level exception three years 24 million with the final season three million guaranteed i was surprised that this one uh, was that low but we'll see whether that plays out in real life uh, or not as the player agent i always think that nobody is spending enough money Jonas valanciunas three years 40 million to go to back to memphis remember he opted out of about 17 million this year so that was made in consideration to him opting out they wanted to have him on a longer term deal terrence ross back to orlando three years 30 million market was relatively cool for his services actually a little bit less than he was making on that three-year 33 million dollar rookie extension he was coming off of now the big deal that new orleans is hoarding their space for came in moxie kleba who is arenas limited in dallas signed an offer sheet with new orleans three years 40 million the mavericks did not match that in the end in part because with the structure for dallas that would have a big balloon payment of close to 20 million dollars on that third year a season when they might be trying to use some cap space so they couldn't stomach that uh having already gotten al horford in the previous part and having dwight powell still under contract thomas sataransky signed a big offer sheet with detroit three years 24 million the wizards despite not having a point guard under contract did not match that well they do have a point guard under contract but now when he's going to play next year john wall uh looking like he might miss the season then terry rozier couldn't really find an offer sheet ended up having to just agree to a contract with boston marcus smart set the market for that next year last year i should say at four years 50 million so that's uh, what rozier signed uh, as well rudy gay returned to san antonio again one year 12 million dollars there al Aminu, one year 13 million with the knicks and then kelly Oubre signed a four-year 48 million dollar offer sheet with a fourth year player option with the sacramento kings that ultimately was matched 
coached by Phoenix. George Hill returned to Milwaukee at their room exception. Remember, they had to use cap space last episode to retain Brooke Lopez. And so all they had left was the room exception. But Hill, two years, just under $10 million, uh, at that room exception with Milwaukee. Garrett Temple went to Indiana, two years at the room exception there. And Philadelphia, after much haranguing by the player agent, ended up signing Seth Curry to a one-year $8 million deal to provide them with uh, some more shooting off the bench along with uh, J.J. Redick. They brought back pretty much everyone else. That was the big addition uh, was Seth Curry for Philly. Darren Collison to the Knicks. He's going to back up Dennis Smith, most likely there at one-year $8 million. Damari Carroll, one-year $8.3 million using most of their non-taxpayer mid-level exception in Denver. They needed uh, some shooting and defense on the wing. Wes Matthews returned to Indiana with the remainder of their cap space at one year eight million that room exception with Garrett Temple uh, of course they, they got some more reinforcements now on the wing they also brought back Bogdanovich they got TJ Warren Taj Gibson is going to be the new backup center in Philly two years at the BAE so a little bit under eight million dollars uh, over two years for Gibson Trey Lyles was not given a qualifying offer by Denver he ended up going to New Orleans three years 15 million to give a stretch four option uh, off the bench Rodney Hood had a one-year eight million dollar offer was the best he could get uh, with Sacramento so he's going there to fit into a crowded wing rotation but Sacramento has more space than they know what to do with and TJ McConnell rounding out part two three years 10 million in Portland uh, to be their backup point guard uh, with Seth Curry on the move and that used up a fair amount of Portland's taxpayer mid-level so now let's bring in our three teams and finish this out I we're reconvening now for part three. Hopefully, teams like the Clippers and the Knicks uh, have had the fire stoked by all that cap space burning a hole in their pockets. So I think we can start off with DeAndre Jordan. Netza is that room exception offer that you made uh, once you signed Kyrie and KD. Is that still on the table? Have we officially signed uh, Kyrie and KD? Uh, if we have, I'm not sure it is, but but sure, we'll just do it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you need uh, DeAndre Jordan has been talked about in the media as an athletic floor running center, so uh, gets, gets a lot of rebounds uh, as well. So uh, good to uh, good to be in Brooklyn. Don't have to move. Uh, and uh, what well, is know, that one year? The rumor too. One. Yeah, it's it's one. Sadly, <laughs> but seeing seeing the market, uh, we've been cowed a bit to just have to take that room exception. And obviously, uh, you know, you'll want to bring me back uh, after this year because uh, I'm going to play great and uh, I'm going to start over jared allen right we already we already agreed you, you're signed <laughs> uh we'll see you're definitely you're not going to play more minutes than him maybe you'll start clippers here we have a lot of money to spend and we have a couple different avenues that we want to talk to some free agents uh we're gonna start with kavon looney oh warriors are you quaking in your boots here you do have full bird rights on me, though. Uh, you know, I, I would like to stay with the Warriors. I, I there is some interest from the, from the Clippers. Warriors, uh, if you guys want me to just stick around and not even talk to the Clippers, uh, what can you offer me here? The Clippers got a lot of space out there and not that many roster slots left. I'm expecting a big offer here. 
I mean, one thing, the Clippers aren't going to be able to go for a second year for you, and we can do that. So we're thinking two years, $10 million. Why only two years? I'm only 23. Okay. I mean, yeah, let's, we could do three years, three years, 15. Hey, you could do as many as five years if you wanted <laughs> to. I, you got full bird rights. Um, a, but you're probably going to want to get back on the market by that point, right? Right in the middle of your prime. Well, but why wouldn't you want to just lock me up for as long as possible? My, my 23, you never get a chance to do this. You get my 23 through 27 seasons right down in my prime. All right. If you, you guys seem a little tepid here, why, why don't I see what, what the, uh, uh, what the Clippers have to say. I, I've got this three years, fifteen million from uh, the Warriors. What do you got, Clippers? Uh, obviously, you know what it, would, what it would take probably to be competitive there. We do, and. As was speculated, we're not going to go beyond a year other than like a non- – we're not going to give guaranteed money beyond a year. We can do a, a non-guarantee or team option, sure. Uh, we were thinking one year, $9 million. That's more money than you've really made. I mean you went from rookie scale to a minimum – and you even didn't even make it through your rookie scale contract. That Remember, the Warriors cut they, – they didn't even pick up your option. So one year, $9 million, And if we want to do – we could raise it to 10 if you want to do a non-guarantee or a team option option on the second year huh that, that's interesting any other suitors for looney not not at that price point huh that's a that's a lot of money warriors i mean you with your team building you lose me you lose me you, you have no way to get back another player uh, of my caliber you already used uh, the mid-level exception uh, on or, or the mini mid-level on wayne ellington you really don't have a reliable backup center jordan bell is still out there but you know steve kerr hates him i'm just so incredibly reliable if you put a player option on the on the fourth year at, at five million i'll come back you got no way to replace me warriors all right we'll we'll do it okay clippers here what if we go up to 13 million for next year oh baby hmm all right what if we start you what if we do an average salary of six million a year four years 424 with a player option yeah i think that'll do it i mean i I like being golden state the whole one year thing with the clippers does kind of wig me out i like having the security of being on a team for a while that player option protects me in case i really blow up but it's going to be tough at my size to be a starting center and but maybe if i develop a three-pointer in the next two three years i could get back on the market three years from now as a power forward who can shoot a little bit more and uh maybe get more money then but uh i think that 24 million for the Warriors that's uh that's more than ethan strauss projected i was gonna he said three to five million so so uh take that strauss the clippers are thrilled that at the bare minimum we just made the warriors commit a lot more to kevon looney and add to their to add to their luxury tax bill but we also would have been happy to have him yeah i mean that's smart right if you're trying to compete with the warriors in the future you might as well uh make their life more difficult man what morons suggested to ess that three to five million per year was the right target (laughs) (laughs) well there was that they weren't expecting that troll offer from the clippers uh for one year all right uh anybody any other teams want to make some offers here celtics here uh, we'd like to offer Willie Cauley Stein two years, sixteen million. Ooh, wow! Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm like this. I, th- I think we, when we recorded for like six hours the other day, the teams were just so sick of, of me badgering them; they just stopped wanting to spend money. <laughs> now, now with a little time to reflect, uh, all, all of a sudden they're, they're starting to make some moves here. Yeah, two years, sixteen million. I mean, that's uh, that's not bad. What's my role going to be there, Boston? Uh, you might start some with Derek Favors. Uh, you might 
spend time coming off the bench. It'll probably be a mix depending on matchup. Huh. Yeah, I mean, I guess you do have favorites there, so I'm probably not going to start. Uh, but to be honest, I don't really see much else of a, a market out there. New York already has Mitchell Robinson. Sacramento already has DeMarcus, and they don't want me back. And Harry Giles. And, and you begged your way out of Sacramento. Reminder. Uh, well, you know, I mean, that $25 million in cap space has uh, has a weight all its own here. Um, Pels have plenty at center now with with Jackson Hayes and Kleba. So yeah, it's got to be I got to just go to Boston. I don't see anywhere else to go. There's no other teams really left with the, the full MLE who would be interested in me either. So yeah, that is uh you probably could have had me for a lot less frankly Boston, but we are agreed uh at 2 years 16 million. Fantastic. Nick's here. We're, we're we're thinking about adding another forward to our rotation and thinking about former Nick former nugget who's fallen on some hard times wilson chandler you available uh sure seems like it (laughs) the other the other former nick we're not as interested in for the role that we're thinking about so one year four million yeah i mean nicks still have 30 million in space left they've already signed alfaruk aminu to one year 13 million julius randall one year 12 million kcp one year 10 million darren collison one year 8 million so yeah i mean i i again i don't see any other offers uh for chandler a uh a combo forward can maybe guard in the playoffs lakers would offer one year a one plus one at the minimum oh so with the the rockets is is what like it's like 2.5 million bucks for a guy with my experience at this point huh um what's my role there lakers and Knicks, i could kind of just get lost in the quagmire i mean lakers still need really a backup forward right i'd be backing up kyle kuzma and lebron yeah, I mean, I, I think there's definitely going to be minutes here. We only have seven players under contract at this point. So we need still to fill out the rotation, and we can see a variety of different roles for you. A lot of, we foresee a lot of uh, interchangeability in many of our lineups. And, uh, you know, given your ability to defend multiple positions, we think you're going to find your way into a, an important role for us. Nick's here. We want to remind you that it just might happen that we might fall out of contention in time for the buyout. So if you wanted to, you could get more money with us and then you could choose your destination in February or March. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of like just being on the Lakers uh, already, though. If you wanted to offer more money, Nick's, then uh, we might be talking. We could go to we could go to five million. But beyond that, there are just so many other options options you know it's not we we like you the best but we wanted to but we'll go we'll so we'll go from four to five and so that's twice as much money that's more than you'd make basically the same amount you'd make if you opted into your second year yeah i kind of like having that guarantee for for a second year though again uh you know i've kind of had some times where i've been uh on the fringes i'm worried that my career could just end up being over in new york you guys have a pretty deep team you've uh, you've still got kevin knox at that position you got al Aminu. (laughs) wait can i can i take a quick note to say that this is the first time that the Knicks have been referred to as a deep team. <laughs> it's true, not but good, it's but deep. <laughs> not good, but I, deep. I mean, in terms of guys you need to play. Yeah. Uh, no, I think I'll go Lakers. That that seems better to me. You didn't like the Rockets offer? What was that? The same as the Lakers. Oh. Uh, nah, I think, I think this, this LA thing is, is, is going to be good. Be good for my future media career, potentially, if I want to want to go that route. Um, so, no, I think I think I'll I'll stick with the Lakers. Okay. Uh, what about Jamichael Green? He's still out there. Uh, he's probably the best, best remaining guy uh, on the market at this point. A guy who started a, a lot of his career, flashed increased three-point range with the Clippers, showed the ability to play some small ball center in the playoffs against the Warriors. Every every contender could use a guy like Jamichael Green. Clippers here, we're interested in bringing you back. You you, the, we do have some concerns. Just uh, or we want to be open about the amount of 
quality players that we have on roster. Like we have a lot of good guys, but we think that you would be a nice piece in the rotation and could be an opportunity if you want to get back out on the market in 2020. It looks like things might be a little quiet for you. So we will make you a one-year, $7 million offer right now. And if you get something better, that's totally fine. But we, it, we're we here for you if, if, if that's where you end up turning. Rockets, you guys got some interest at uh, the mini-mid-level for, for more than one year? Uh, we have interest on a one-plus-one. <laughs> hey, Daryl Morey, Tillman Fertitta, you guys promised that you're going to be in the tax this year. Um we have to make sure we avoid the repeater tax. Um, anybody would, would anyone be out there with a, a one plus one on for the room exception? Jermichael Green. Uh, Bulls would do that. Or, or what about a, what about a Denver with your uh, your? Uh, you guys still have your MLE, right? Uh, no, we use that on Damari Carroll. Ah, yes. Uh, but but bu- Bulls would do that for the room exception. I mean, Jazz have some interest, but we'd like to talk to some other centers first. Okay. Yeah, and Jazz just have the room exception as well, right? Correct. And Portland, you used up your mini mid-level, most of it on TJ McConnell. Yes. And uh, dare I ask, New Orleans, $13 million in space. Uh, any <laughs> any mean, interest? <laughs> we signed Trey Lyles to play that role. Ah, yes. Okay. So it's Clippers for $7 million, Rockets on a 1 plus 1, and Bulls. What's my role there in Chicago? Bulls at the room exception? Just that, That's just one year, I assume, Bulls? Yeah. Um, you'll, you'll be splitting time at the big man spots with uh, Lowry Markinen and uh, Wendell Carter. Yeah, so, I really, so I'd be the third big, really, huh? Yeah. So the idea is you'd play Markinen at center uh, in bench units, and I'd play the four next to him, and then I could play the four next to Carter as well when, when Markinen rests. I mean, whatever you want to call the four or five between you and Markinen. Yeah. Yeah, this new up-tempo Bulls style. It does agree with me a little bit. Um, yeah, I mean, you got too many guys at my position, Clippers. I'm just worried like uh, my value is going to kind of tank. So I, I think I will go for that Bulls offer uh, unless uh, – I'm surprised the, the market is that low for him. But that's Tough the best to I can be do. a big man. Yeah, right? it's a combo forward, though. He's not, not, a, uh, not necessarily just like a traditional center. Um, okay, sure. so one-year room exception to the Bulls for Jermichael Green. Nick's yeah. here. Yeah. We're, we're still looking for that backup small forward, should have an opportunity to, to play, and we would like to talk to James Ennis. Yeah, I, I opted out of my uh, my one plus one for the minimum uh, with Philly. What do you got for me next? One year, five million. A lot more money than you, than you left on the table. I mean, it's a lot more money than you signed for last year. Hmm. And... We, we have some upward mobility if we have to, but we, I want to get get somebody to prove it to us. Yeah, anybody else uh, interested in, in James Ennis? I mean, that's right around the room exception. If there's a room exception team uh, that might have some interest in him. Boston, you guys got your room exception still, right? Yeah, but we uh, we have that earmarked for a point guard. Ah, um, New Orleans room exception? We don't see that as a need. What, what are your needs, New Orleans? <laughs> <laughs> other than jealously hoarding cap space and rolling around on the floor of the practice center in uh the remaining cash that you have you sound like kramer running movie phone why don't you tell me what your needs are <laughs> yeah yeah just so i could stop wasting my time Norris. is there any, are you guys just not going to use your space is there anything else you're, you're interested in at all we we have some interest in a backup point guard okay well, yeah, it looks like there's a few. Yeah, Clippers need a backup point guard as well, Boston. So maybe, maybe we can go to that market next year. Uh, sounds like there's nothing else for James Ennis, though. So I'll take that one year, five million, the next. Can I kickstart the point guard market as a team that needs a starting point guard? Oh, yeah. Wizards here. Ish Smith, uh, we'd like to offer you uh, 
one year, five million. You can be our starting point guard. Clippers here. We we haven't needed a backup point backup point guard, but we have a lot more money to offer. So we were thinking one year, eight million for you. Yeah, I mean, starting does sound nice though. What's what's the latest on when John Wall's coming back? Never. <laughs> I mean, he's probably going to miss the year. Uh, certainly, certainly beyond the time horizon of this administration, that's for sure. <laughs> i'm not sure we can be confident in that they might just have a ghost gm until we do this next year um well why don't you offer me a second year wizards uh, and then i can stick around and be john wall's backup next year at a pretty good price hmm. and, th- and that way i'm i don't have to feel as bad about skipping out of this clippers offer because it does seem pretty clear i won't wouldn't be back with the clippers and you, you're gonna need a backup point guard for next year anyway i mean even if john wall comes back he's not gonna be playing 82 games at 35 minutes a game so i mean you'll need someone who can start for you in a pinch as well next year well to to be honest we're not sure what direction we'll be going by then we know we're trying to compete this year um well, if it's we could also a tradable contract too. How can we do that second year half guaranteed? No. <laughs> Nature event. Um hmm. You'd really take that Clippers offer over starting with those. What have we what have we made at seven million for this year? Well, you, you still got Admiral Schofield uh that you gotta sign, presumably with part of the MLE. If you can bump that up to the whole MLE uh minus what it takes to sign Schofield, you gotta deal. Well, we do like to delay push our push our problems down the road. So we'll do that two years, twelve million. All right. Yeah, I mean you got thirty million in cap space actually right now for next year, so it's not a huge uh huge sacrifice. Um, wait till you see what we re-signed bobby portis for oh dear (laughs) nah just kidding we're not gonna do that (laughs) nobody is uh Uh, so the clippers are still looking for a backup point guard can we can we move next we we actually kind of need to talk to the raptors first uh we know that you we that you extended a qualifying offer to nando decolo is that offer still on the table or have you have you renounced that because of all the other dudes you have? Boy, it is if the Clippers are making the offer. You guys are going to send people to every single game we play this year trailing Kawhi Leonard and think we're going to do <laughs> guys a favor? We can just make those later years non-guaranteed. This is not a big deal. You're do not going to do. Nando DiColo's agent, are you cool fine with that? Are you fine with being used as a pawn after all these years that you've been on their books? Do you want to put yeah, some public I, I, pressure on the Raptors? I mean, this is this is kind of bullshit. Like you're supposed to be friendly to foreign players, uh, Masai Jiri. I mean, you, you've got well, if, two like, point guards I, on the roster. Th- this is why Masai didn't win Executive of the Year. He's not friendly enough to players. Well, at least at least uh, at least make me a real offer, Toronto. If you're if you're going to hold on to my uh, restricted rights like this again, it's nothing about you, Nando. If you can find a another team on the market no no it is about me it's actually the contract that you are offering so uh yeah that 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 is about me this is about the clippers (laughs) whoever by the way haven't actually offered you a contract is yet they've just they've just talked to us so well, maybe we, you guys we, should talk first. We're, we want to we want to offer a lucrative one year contract to Nando Decola. That's just pretty clear right now. You, well, well, Clippers, you might yeah, not how, be the only suitor offering? for Nando yeah, Decola. We're we thinking do the second year non guarantee Clippers. We're thinking we're thinking one year eight million. That should be enough to get you over to get you from across the pond. Yeah, I mean, uh, but and then just the second year non guaranteed. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that seems pretty good. But I, I will sign that offer sheet. See, Toronto, you're not going to match anyway. You would have been better off just not alienating me. 
We're, we're going to take full 48 hours to review that physical. This is actually one where it's not <laughs> it's not as ridiculous. Although, yeah, clearly, I mean, with their tax concerns, there's no way. Uh, Although, actually, I mean, you know, Fred Van Vliet and Kyle Lowry coming off the books next year could be helpful to actually have a, a point guard under contract for next year. But I'd clearly rather go to the Clippers where I might actually play this year. All right, so we, we got to circle back on uh, DeColo. Clips got a little bit of money tied up at the moment. We still have plenty. Uh, yes, that is correct. Are we still on the point guard market? Uh, you can make an offer for whoever you want to. Celtics here. Uh, we'd like to offer our room exception to Derek Rose. Interesting. Two years? One year. Kings here. We do one year six million. Oh, but you have Yogi Ferrell still. Well, we uh, think that you can play both guard spots. That is true. I've done that uh, recently. Can play so play up tempo. Um, Celtics. What's my role there? I'm just competing with Terry Rozier, right? Yep, that's it. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it's shock me if I could actually like play over Rozier or some if I'm really going right. And Celtics. Celtics need some guys uh, who can run the pick and roll uh, and really penetrate and get to the basket. That was not a strength of the team last year kings can, can you offer any more or celtics can you offer any more I, I i'm really torn either way here if anybody could come with some more money then uh that would seal it for me all right we'd do seven million celtics second year yeah we'll do the second year yes all right celtics it is and uh, not that agents would ever collude with each other but it clearly makes more sense to go to these teams with exceptions and leave these these teams with all this cap space out there to continue to <laughs> provide leverage in future negotiations for all the rest of our guys <laughs> uh okay who's up next here still got uh mavericks here yeah oh yeah we yeah, still Mavs. have our we still have our room exception our priority is a a two guard because we think depending on lineups they'll bounce between different spots and we'd like to talk to austin rivers we're thinking yeah. we're thinking one year one year for the room exception you have a good year and then you can get back out on the market i think that's better than a longer term than a two-year deal yeah well you guys aren't going to have any cap space next year anyway mavs why don't you just lock me up for two years i, I mean you're you're that's it's not going to negatively impact your spending next year anyway i mean you might you're basically getting a player for next year as well that you wouldn't necessarily be able to have if you if you'd prefer it we we think this is a, a reasonable contract for you we do that all right uh sign me up two years room exception with dallas i'm assuming that's better than uh one plus one for the uh non-bird exception in houston yeah oh yeah okay yeah i mean you know you guys could actually break into your mini mid-level and uh provide a real offer to match uh we're interested in that but we do have to avoid the repeater tax Okay, that was that was useful. Uh, Hawks, you got any plans for your room exception at all, or no? Not as of, not as of now. We have so many players under contract. We're we're gonna we're gonna hold on to it for the time being. Yeah, you do have a lot of players under contract. Yeah, I th- we we really really do. Um, okay, so we, just to take stock of where we are, we got Clippers with twenty four million in space, Pels with thirteen, Knicks twenty six, Sacramento twenty five, and then. <laughs> got some uh room exceptions in utah toronto has the mini mid level if they want to use it toronto is deep in the tax we're, we're good all right that has now been deleted from my sheet clippers here is that a good sign yeah yeah that's a great sign <laughs> uh on that decolo offer sheet sun's here we still we still have our room exception available too and yeah. uh we're we're thinking about a defensive forward tabo cephalosha are you do you want to listen to our call yeah absolutely uh because uh you know if i could find time from all these other calls i've been getting but yeah, yes I, I could probably squeeze you guys in so we're, <laughs> we're thinking we're thinking two 
two years for the room exception, but the second year uh, non-guaranteed team option, just something on our side. Um, why don't we go for the team option then? That's more favorable to me. Sure. Gives us more options. Uh, uh, earlier date, you got to decide by June 29th. So yeah, all right, we'll do that. Uh, Phoenix could always use some defense. We should have some. That was the idea. Well, I mean, actually, when you consider with adding Joseph and adding... Didn't you lose Kelly Oubre or did you match? No, we, re- we matched. Uh, yeah. Got some got some guys. And Aaron Baines, of course. Yeah, so that, that's fine. I'll be a... Uh, I am going to have to beat out Josh Jackson, but, you know, it might be possible. Uh, Pels, you said you, you still had a, a target in mind, or is, is that not the case? Am I misremembering that? We have a position in mind. Uh, we'd actually like to talk to Jeremy Lin. Yes. We see you as a, uh, a strong veteran mentor for some of the young, young players who can also play some minutes as a backup point guard, play on and off the ball. So we're thinking one year, four million. Any other offers uh, for Jeremy Lin? Does anybody else need backup point guard at this point? Uh, Clippers here, if we don't get DeColo, you would be our, our preference. So, but, so if you want to wait for, for Toronto to make their decision, we would offer you one year, five million. Our intel is the the uh, Raptors are not going to match that offer, so we will decline to match uh, the Clippers' offer and wait this one out. Yeah, I mean, with Lonzo and Drew Holiday already on this team, still got Frank Jackson. Uh, we waved, makes more we, sense. we waived Frank Jackson. Ah, I didn't realize that. Okay. Uh, in that case, uh, I think the Clippers makes the, well, the most sense. But so I, I, uh, I heat, I... heat here, we're we're probably not going to offer more than minimum, but you will get a more consistent opportunity with us. We have we have Goran Dragic, but you know that he doesn't always stay healthy. So if you want to get back out on the market, we'd be a great fit. That works well for me because I don't always stay healthy either. Uh, but that's just a one-year minimum. Correct. Have the Heat? Uh, what have they done with Ryan Anderson? Have they uh, waved and, uh, and stretched him, or is he just still on the books? Or are you just still waiting to decide? I mean, it's a July tenth guarantee. It's a July tenth guarantee. So we're gonna we're trying to see where our money works. I, I'm guessing that we will that we will wave and stretch him though. That is my that is my intention. Uh, and do you guys have a, the mini mid level available then at this point? I think I, I don't think. I don't think we would have enough with the wave and stretch of Anderson. If that's the route you're going to go, I think you're a little bit below the tax as of now. Yeah, we're a little bit below the tax, but remember we have to fill out our roster with, and everybody for the tax, everybody counts. So even if they're at the minimum, you know, that's still, that's still money on the books. So we'd prefer not to, and we have a couple other, we like you the best of our point guard targets, but we have other guys we can turn to. Okay. Yeah. I guess new Orleans will have to be it then, unless there's anybody else who needs a backup point guard for Jeremy Lin. Hornets do but we have a couple other priorities wouldn't match that price um thunder here if you'd prefer us for the minimum we also have that on the table wolves desperately need a backup point guard right now no, we too, we, re- we re-signed Tyus jones oh yeah and you still got jeff teague that's right yeah. okay uh yeah all right, i think it's got to be new orleans then right maybe one year four million to maybe this new orleans maybe this agent can lay off us a minute now that we got 15 players on the roster Although that does include Julia Locafar, we could pretty easily move on from him. Yeah, only fifty-four thousand guaranteed. Probably could probably do that. Um, all right, some of the some of the big names still out there right now. Uh, Rajon Rondo uh, at, at point guard, Alfred Payton shooting guard. We got uh, Avery Bradley, Mon Shumperts. Markeith Morris is still out there as well at power forward. Jared Dudley, Jeff Green, got some big centers still too. Robin Lopez, Ed Davis, and his Cantor, and uh, so, some restricted guys too. Thomas Bryant, Avicha Zuvac. Maybe uh, Clippers, do you guys have a starting center right now? Do you, you want to make me an offer as a restricted free agent? Avicha Zuvac? 
we we kind of want to see where the where the market is but if we can think of a number just now considering how tepid it is yeah we could do something you're one of the few players that we would dip into our long-term space for how would you feel about three years 14 million yeah i mean i don't see where else an offer is coming from at, at this point uh especially for multiple years so yeah i think i think i probably need to need to take that i mean i do have the threat of taking the qualifying offer this year and then being an unrestricted free agent next year um but that's three years 14 million is enough to where uh that probably makes sense for me wait would he be an unrestricted free agent next year hasn't he been in the league three years he's three years okay yeah yeah that's right by the way i think this negotiation served as another reminder of why the lakers cutting bait on zubach and it was a really bad idea like if they if the clippers can get him back at that kind of a price i mean the lakers could have too yeah we'll see i'm uh i'm a little skeptical that the end end of this has played out the way it will in real life especially in terms of the number of years that that are being given out um with uh with thomas bryant you guys want to uh have a negotiation as well here i've only been in the league for two years um but i mean you i think you just have what dwight howard at center right now and that's it unless i'm forgetting a signing from last time i mean they do still have jan mahimi yeah as i said you've got dwight howard at center uh i mean there's another way to look at it is we have nobody um yeah i mean yeah, I didn't we'd like to have that. you back for sure a success story in our system uh well and a quick reminder i did make the starter criteria last year so my qualifying offer is three million but i also don't want to go into restricted free agency again i've only been in the league for two years so uh you know i mean i think something along the lines of what zubach just got uh would be fair i mean that's kind of set the market for this type of player i think it was a similar situation to him yeah we think that's fair i mean we could haggle a little bit but let's just call that fair <laughs> wait who, who, who is this <laughs> <laughs> Is this Dan Feldman? <laughs> You've really... I'm trying to keep it moving this year. He's, he's, really, he's really doing a good job of impersonating the ghost GM. In I, what, what are are we you sure 90%? you don't want to demand that the last year is only uh, $4.5 million out of the $5 million guaranteed? I was literally going to say, what if we 90% guaranteed the last year? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh man, I, yes. I, I better I better take this now before the, whatever creature has uh, possessed Feldman's body uh, abandons him <laughs> again. Uh, yeah, all right. So uh, th- three years, fourteen million for uh, for Bryant to return to the Wizards as their likely starting center. Right, so the Wizards, you guys are now got about twelve million bucks below the tax, and you still need I think uh, five more players on your team, and that's counting uh, cap holds for uh, or uh, for Portis and or for uh, yeah yeah it counts cap hold for Portis that's true yeah 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 because yeah, you did lose Sadoransky that opened up uh, some space um, yeah and most of your mid level has been used on Ish Smith and then you also got the BAE left right yeah uh, I mean it might make if you want to get some clarity maybe you could try and negotiate something with with uh bobby portis now um so you know 60 million dollars over four years how about that it's <laughs> been reported in the media i assume that that offer is out there for me right um it's not from us i am curious who it's from pelicans maybe <laughs> uh believe it or not we no longer have the cap space to make that offer nick's here we're not we're not getting close to that yeah no uh, it does not appear that such an offer would be forthcoming um so uh, what can you do for me wizard let's start with this would there be an offer that is less than your cap hold starting salary over multiple years that you'd be open to or would it definitely be qualifying offer at that point qualifying offer is about seven and a half or the yeah that's the cap hold what is your qualifying offer 
Well, since you just sent me the paperwork a, a bit ago, uh, no doubt. Uh, uh, about $3.6 million. Uh, so is there something, I mean, we're, we're not going to give you a starting salary above that cap hold. Yikes. But, uh, so this, is there anything, do we want to talk about options there? Uh, you know, something like, um, is it I mean, worth talking about? Start right at the cap hold uh, and go four or five years with uh, the max races, I would do that. Now nah, we would do uh, three years, 20 million. Yeah. All right. I will absolutely recommend to my client that he take that. <laughs> Unfortunately, he will not be taking that. He's going to take the qualifying offer. Okay. And it's one year, three point six million. You said. Well, and that, and that gives the wizard some some more flexibility too. Yep. Yeah, I mean, with with all these people telling my client that he could get fifty or sixty million out there, clearly it was the fact that he was restricted, and teams were just afraid that Washington would match. That was uh, preventing those offers from just rolling in left and right. So, as an unrestricted free agent next year, really going to cash in. Jazz, you said you had some thoughts for your room exception. Yeah, we'd like to talk to Ed Davis. Uh, I would never sign something as low as the room exception other than last year <laughs> all right I, i'm listening uh, i'm listening i realize there's some uh i still got some competition here on the center market too with ennis Cantor and uh robin lopez, robin lopez still out there as well rashawn holmes yeah, so we're thinking one year at the room exception. And what's my role there? Am I the primary backup center? Behind, yeah. Uh, I mean, we don't like to, we don't want to overload Rudy Gobert in terms of minutes during the regular season. So we think there's some minutes, you know, a, a healthy role for you to play there. And it's even possible, you know, we might play you guys together a little bit. This is not actually possible, but we're going to tell you that. Uh, Quinn Snyder, am I actually going to be allowed to go get an offensive rebound? <laughs> We'll, we'll make an exception any other offers for ed davis I, I think i'm probably the best uh center remaining on the market here depending on what you think of lopez and Cantor. bulls here we have uh nearly four million in cap space that we have left that we'd be willing to give you yeah and you had to give up robin lopez's cap hold there uh right. i mean te- technically since you guys signed we did not make the, the room exception we did not make the room exception signing official it's signed yeah. hasn't been sent into the league yeah but i'm um, saying you guys actually have more cap space than that don't you or am i misreading this i'm getting just under four million all right well i'm not going to dissuade you too much then <laughs> uh could you go a second year bulls you I, tell I don't me. see any reason why you wouldn't i mean you're you've uh why not just get a quality backup center under contract for another year utah will do a second year yeah. bulls will do a second year you're a third year bulls player option and you guys already signed jamichael green and you're talking uh, utah is offering me a bigger role on a winning team so you're probably gonna have to give me more money bulls okay all right so uh two plus one for uh four million a year for ed davis do you prefer that even if we give you a one plus one Ooh. No, I think that's actually better now. Yeah, and I like my role better in Utah. I think I could end up, I'm probably going to end up being the fourth big in Chicago versus the third big in Utah. And, uh, you know, really haven't had a chance to play on, uh, you know, potentially a championship level team or at least a Western Conference championship level team. So, uh, yeah, I think I will do Utah ultimately. Clippers here, can we get the formal confirmation from the Raptors about Decolo? I, I guess we've drug out this, uh, this uh, physical as long as we can and we decline to match. Yeah, well, yeah, you, you don't get to do a physical unless you match, so. Oh, right. <laughs> uh, Coolio. Clipper, Clippers uh, are happy to have our backup point guard. And now we, uh, have a, now we have a different offer to make. Yeah. Jordan Bell, do you feel like forcing the Warriors' hand a little bit here? I know, Warriors. Uh, what do you got to offer me? You do have early bird rights on me, so you can give me a, a reasonable contract. Kevon Looney is back, though. 
Yeah. But I mean, you know, you, I you think guys we, uh, I paid think we, like uh, cash said, considerations to get me two years ago. Joe Lacob is not going to be happy if you just lose me for nothing. I think we'd like you to test the market and see what that looks like. Well, what does it look like, Clippers? <laughs> well, so as you know, we we can't put we're not going to put guaranteed money beyond this season. And we're trying to make an offer that the Warriors will not match. So what we were thinking was a richer first year. We just did this with Nando DiColo to great effect. Richer first year and then non-guarantee after that. So we're thinking seven million and then a non-guaranteed second year. And then you would you would either play on that or you'd be an unrestricted free agent. Oh no, actually, yeah, yeah, because we'd have to get waived. So you would be. Sold. Yeah, that's uh that's interesting for uh, the Warriors. Guessing they probably, you know, that they really seem to believe in Damian Jones. Uh, uh so I mean I'm gonna guess they're not gonna match that, but I guess we'll see what happens. I mean, yeah, especially the uh, the size of the tax bill at that point. It's manageable right now. It'd get less manageable. Yeah, the repeater tax, in fact. Yeah, uh, matching that uh, would increase the repeater tax bill from about $16 million, and this is without even having filled out the rest of the roster yet, to $34 million. So yeah, $20 million bucks in cash for Jordan Bell doesn't sound too realistic for the Warriors. Uh, so so I'll say from the from the Clippers' perspective, I, I, was, I spent some time thinking about where the number should be. I, I I didn't think five would work so i went up to seven yeah i mean what and not a huge opportunity cost for you guys nope. anyway so, and i actually like him on the clippers too because as a, a switchable option because harrell harrell and zubach kind of fill other roles and so just having having a different option all right jordan bell two years 14 million second year non-guaranteed uh, uh warriors you are declining to match that or or just straight up letting me go knowing that that's the offer yeah i think we'll probably probably just let you go do your favor on that one we don't well, have the same degree of animosity with the Clippers at this point. Okay, cool. Yeah. Even after we raised the price on on Kevon Looney, we're happy. Yeah. No, that's. A, I mean, we've seen teams uh, take that approach before, going after multiple free agents on, on the same team at the same position. Uh, okay. So, Nick, you guys still have a ton of space. Uh, anything else that you're targeting here, or, or should I uh, just assume you're going to be a super fun site with the rest of that money? We're planning on being a super fun site with the rest of this. I mean, we have we don't we don't have a loaded roster, but we we have all of our primary spots spoken for at this juncture yeah with the proximity to new jersey that makes a lot of sense being a super fun site <laughs> uh, any, any other offers come in here hornets here yeah you guys need a backup point card huh uh rajan rondo uh one year four million uh actually let's make it two years eight million uh with the team option on the second year that's more our style no i think i, I would want to just do the one year i don't like that team option the, the, well we we're gonna pretend that first offer wasn't our actual offer yeah i guess there's nobody else really out there uh i mean with that team option though i, I made a lot of money in my career is there anybody who would just be interested in rondo on a one plus one at the minimum i'd prefer that i think to that hornets offer uh, rockets here one yeah. plus one at the minimum that's our music is it though i mean it's so much more on the tax bill than just a one-year veterans minimum they were willing to do it for james Edwards. i i think the lakers would probably make that offer as well yeah lakers don't really have a backup point guard at this point huh we do not yeah i think that makes more sense i, I don't know how well i fit in houston's system frankly and i'm already in la and a uh, whole whole new group of young guys that i i can mentor <laughs> wait, wait there's young guys <laughs> I guess Russell. Whole new yeah. group of old guys to mentor. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think the uh, Lakers need a 
defensive upgrade over D'Angelo Russell potentially at the point guard position. So uh, it's it, it, it certain games. If Rondo would prefer a straight one year deal on the Heat, we would offer that, but we assumed he wouldn't. What for the minimum? Yeah. Yeah. So, no, I'm good. On that. 76ers would also do that one and one. Yeah. No, I think the Lakers makes the most sense for me. Sorry, Hornets, you should have paid offer me more. Well, we do have another target in mind, namely uh, Alfred Payton. Uh, but the Wizards are also interested and. Uh, Maybe if somebody wants to take over one of those teams for some bidding or, I don't know, similar, similar, uh, you know, one year, four or five million, somewhere in that range for each team. Uh, the Wizards can't offer that much, I don't think. Uh, that's a good point. Uh, so the Wizards are offering the rest of their uh, mid-level the, the exception. The would probably be at three, $3.6 Yeah. probably be your, your best option. Yeah. Because you just paid Ish Smith uh, $5.8 of, of your mid-level. Right. And, and you still need to uh, sign Schofield, I assume, with part of that mid-level as well. So, uh, All right, so uh, one year, 3.6. It's actually yep. a raise off of what I had last year when I and, also got the BAE with the Pelicans. <laughs> 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 and the the Hornets will offer uh one year four million. So I'm backing up Ish Smith, but then I could be the third point guard if Wall comes back. Uh in Charlotte, you got Kemba Walker and then basically absolutely nothing behind him. Devontae right? Graham. I guess they got Devontae Graham. Uh I think I like it better in Charlotte. There you go there. Okay. Well, uh, you know what? No, I think I'll do Washington because uh, being behind Ish Smith uh Ish Smith makes more sense. Walker, he could uh especially if you can offer me, you know, another million bucks or uh, oh no, I actually no it's the hornets who are going to offer more so no I, I, unless you can go higher i think i like the situation better in washington because playing behind walker who plays a lot of minutes and doesn't get hurt very often like i just won't have as big of a role um so what do, you, what do you think hornets can you get higher or no uh so we were at one four i mean we could do one four and a half does that swing you one four and a half yeah one year four and a half million. Oh, oh yeah okay um no i think washington is better i could still you know it was just injuries that wrecked my year last year if i get the opportunity i uh, could really break out uh, i mean well, i might even be better than ish smith we we do want to make it mind. clear just for uh locker room purposes ish smith is our starting point guard and we want to view him that way no i understand but okay. i could still beat him out okay uh yeah i think washington is it great one year bae for uh for alpha payton i were getting down to well i wouldn't never say the dregs when talking about my own players here but we still got robin lopez out there uh bulls would you want to just have me back for that uh a similar offer to what you made uh, ed davis do you really still want to be here <laughs> uh, well uh do i have any other options out there uh pistons will offer the minimum Cavs, Cavs, Cavs and Thunder will both offer the minimum, and the Thunder you'd be you'd have a pretty significant role. Uh, Blazers would also offer the minimum, or if it somehow makes more sense, what's left of our tax mid level, which is basically the minimum. And, and Bulls, uh, would you be willing to go more than one year? No. Why not? Because we think if uh, you have too much long term contract security, maybe you could get a little whiny. Timberwolves will also offer the minimum if you'd prefer that to the Thunder or the other options. And the Thunder, are you just not using the mini mid level? Not as of now, no. Sacramento made a foolish decision not taking on Stephen Adams, so we're gonna we're not gonna do that right now. Yeah, I guess. Uh, are there other centers that teams want more than Lopez? Uh, Rashawn Holmes, maybe. But you still got Kem Birch out there as a restricted free agent of the Magic. Very yeah, effective. I was, I was hoping everyone would forget about him. I, I was going to make Kem Birch an offer as the Hawks, but then I got a million other players, so didn't need him. Uh, and we still got Ennis Cantor out there as well. Oh, I have a home for Ennis Cantor if Robin Lopez doesn't take the OKC offer. Oh, baby. Oh, the return. <laughs> 
uh yeah i mean one year four million isn't really that sexy could it, could anyone go with a, a one plus one at the minimum for robin lopez i'm choosing between portland okc and the who's pi- the third team again the pistons would do the one plus one yeah portland probably would not do the one plus one I'm debating as Minnesota. Yeah, I think Minnesota would. They're not. We're not that up against it right now. Pistons, you got 12 players under contract. Um, could you offer me the BAE? You guys don't have any kind of a backup center right now. You you would actually could really use me. Did we use the BAE last year? No, nah, I don't think so. No, you just used part of the mid level on uh, Glenn Robinson the third. Yeah. Okay, we would do that. Two years. One year. Why not just get a good player under contract for another year? You 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 got. <laughs> All right, in uh, in the spirit like, of turning over a, a new leaf, fine, Robin Lopez, fine. why not Let's just get me sure. for another year? Sure. All right, begging begging works. That is that is the <laughs> lesson that I am taking here. All right, so two years BAE to the Pistons for uh, for Robin Lopez, especially because you can't use the BAE next year. You might as might as well uh, get your money's worth out of it. You mean right. they're going to be under the cap? Yeah, why can't we use it next year? Because you can only use it every other year. Well, but we didn't have to use it this year. <laughs> if you don't ha- use it, you can't use. It. Right, but you've already offered me one year. Man, oh, you know how there are oh, two I types of agents. I gotcha. Wait, what? Yeah, yeah. You already offered me one year. So what, why what are you get saying? The benefit is you, of they having can't used sign it. somebody oh. else for the BAE next year, oh, so you might as well yeah. give him two years to kind of fill that spot. Sure. <laughs> it's that logic. Makes enough sense for me. All right. Th- Thunder here. <laughs> before before we offer Ennis Canner the minimum for one year, Rashawn Holmes, would you be down to be our backup center? It got Nerlens Noel paid. Um. Yeah, and b- bouncy centers who can't defensive rebound uh, are, are really a specialty on that OKC second unit. Um. Blazers would offer a one plus one to Rashawn Holmes. Am I your starting backup center? Uh, we see you playing in concert with Zach Collins off the bench. Oh, he has Zach Collins. And remember, we're yeah. going to have some minutes available because we don't know when Yusuf Nurkic is going to be ready to start the season. Now, OKC seems like a, a much better option. So, uh, OKC, are you prioritizing me over Ennis Cantor? We are. Does Phoenix still have bird rights to Rashawn Holmes? Yeah, we didn't. We didn't need to clear his. We didn't need to clear his space. We already have. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Phoenix yeah, could. I, I've got them with. Uh, yeah, his cap hold is still on the books, and they are like just under the cap right now. So yeah. Yeah. So Phoenix would make the Phoenix would make the same the same offer as well. And yeah, we could do a we would do a two year deal. We we could do a two year deal, but if it's a player option, then it's only half guaranteed. I know is Robert Sauver going to like it that you uh, gave up a bunch of stuff to get me to begin with, and now you're going to just let me go? I mean, I guess we just gave you, we Bain. just gave you a pl- we just gave you a player option, and the, the Thunder aren't offering that. Hmm. Yeah, again though, I mean, like you're going to have to go for more than the moon because I just have so much more of an opportunity in. Okay, we'll OKC. do we'll do one year three million. Is that enough of a difference? Well, you probably would be smart to go with the second year because you don't have a backup center under contract for next year then we would want to go with a lower number so let's do two years well, four million well at that point it's basically i'd rather have the one plus one minimum. <laughs> i mean this this is like just offer some more years these are good contracts guys come on are we sh- i mean million for rashawn holmes you just traded a second round pick and gave yeah but look at look, look at what other look at what other centers are getting like and is that is that going to necessarily change over the next few years especially i mean i agree with you at other positions but centers it doesn't seem like they have a ton of leverage here yeah well I, I, none of my other positions could get paid either so i'm not sure you guys do actually <laughs> agree with me but uh no I, i'm gonna go with, enough of this i'm going with this okc offer i'm tired of you guys messing around phoenix well, uh one year minimum and uh i'm gonna i'll, I'll get some exposure there rebuild my value so are, are we getting pretty close to the end here we should probably do uh jabari parker still out there 
Wizards, you got, you want me back? You got bird rights on me. There's been reporting in the media by Chris Haynes that you guys want me back. And you still got pretty good amount of room below the tax with Portis taking his qualifying offer. That opens up a lot of room that you don't really have a way to use other than by bringing me back. Who who is the Blazers starting or who's the Wizards small forward at this point? Troy Brown? Not that Jabari Parker answers that question, but man, we don't even have a GM. You're worried about a small forward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, uh, they had to is... wave Jonathan Simmons already. He might have been their starting small forward. <laughs> we <laughs> would like <laughs> Sam Decker, uh, still a restricted free agent out there. He, he could bring him back. Oh, I'm guessing they didn't make a qualifying offer. Yeah, I don't Decker. think we made a qualifying offer, but we might like to re-sign him. But uh, Jabari, yeah, we'd like you back um how about uh three years 24 million anchoring baby it's a real thing (laughs) (laughs) uh how about three years 18 million oh yeah i mean that's i still believe i mean i had the acl tear about 18 months ago started to play better when i was in a wizard's uniform still pretty young my early 20s i don't know if i want to lock in for three years at only six million i think i could really break out and average 20 a game for you guys uh you do not have a lot of scoring options behind bradley Beal at this point in time so uh you know if you're only going to go six million a year and i made 20 million last year too if you're only going to go six million a year uh, i would only sign that for two years if you can go if you want a third year you got to go up to eight i will take that for two years then all right two years uh 12 million for parker to return to the wizards and uh yeah wizards you're uh you really don't have a small forward on the team right now and there are you've got uh your best hopes still remaining on the market are uh darius miller justin anderson and then you got the you know stanley johnson jake layman david nawaba or the aforementioned decker is amon chumpert still available yeah he is actually but uh you guys don't have any money he doesn't want the rest of our mid-level exception which would be uh i mean depends whether they're using part of it to sign admiral schofield as we have discussed way too many times in this podcast <laughs> yeah i mean schofield, schofield we can is, give him a uh, two-year yeah. deal yeah for schofield i'm not uh, yeah what do you got there for for your uh so that's you got 3.2 million uh, i got about 3.4 because we're gonna have ish smith salary increase not flat uh, gotcha yeah um can we go two years there with sure all right so that's that's pretty close to two years eight for a shumper wizard be their starting small forwards has uh not been the greatest planning here <laughs> by the way huh. uh, but but it was it was nice of that rival gm to point out that you don't have a small forward on the roster <laughs> it was because when we did our plan last time we had a general manager we planned to bring back trevor ariza all right, Blazers here. Can we talk to Ennis Cantor? Yeah. So we have non-bird rights for you. We can offer you up to 20% more than the minimum. And at this point, it looks like your offers are probably going to be in the minimum territory. So how about we do that for one season and run it back? Yeah, that seems like uh, the way to go. I don't really see. And Chicago still has a, a need of, of a traditional backup center and has like $4 million bucks to spend. Other than that, I don't really see a landing place. So yeah, I, I guess I got to take that. Orlando, you still have some spending power. What are you doing with the rest of the... Uh, with your actual full mid-level exception, right? You haven't spent that yet. We're only $6 million below the tax, and we're waiting to figure out what's going to happen with Ken Birch. Uh, well, so you want to figure that out now? Sure. Uh, what do you want to offer me here? My season took off when I uh, assumed, or, or your season took off when I assumed a bigger role. <laughs> your, your season took off, too. Both of our seasons, yeah. as a matter of fact. Uh, what do you think about two years, $6 million? Hmm. Bulls, would you guys be interested in giving me an offer sheet? Uh, for that $4 million. Yeah. So you guys want to run. I can run. Got some switchability, perhaps. Modern big. Don't see any other options out there for you on, on this uh, this market. Uh... Uh, would it would it help if I changed agents to Mark Bartlestein? 
<laughs> oh, well, hello. In that case. Both here. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we would do that. Sure. All right. Uh, Magic, I, I've got this out there from the Bulls. Are you going to make me sign that offer sheet or, or can you give me uh, two years, 10 million just to, to come back? I think we're going to make you f- sign the offer sheet. Okay, I will. All right. So I think, does anybody else have any money to spend here? I don't really see as far as teams that really want to spend it or have roster slots. I mean, it's still insane to me that the Knicks and Sacramento both have 25 million in room just sitting open right now, especially because New York, like, how are you going to be a super fun site when you can't take on anything beyond this year and everyone's already used up their space? There's no reason for anybody else to clear space now. Tired super teams, wired super fun sites. (laughs) I mean, my my big issue with the Knicks right now, breaking the fourth wall a little bit, is that I don't really know what to spend money on if I were even wanted to. Like, we we're too deep at every position, so the sales pitch is just like for for us is like, why should we spend money on that? And I mean, yeah, maybe you, there's you need some you need some like good bets. What about like a Jared Dudley or something? Oh, I'd be I'd be down for Dudley. I mean, that's I, I was actually thinking of Dudley. Um, now that the Cavs have a little bit more spending power, I was thinking about Dudley Dudley to the Cavs for part of their MLE. The the Cavs. Yeah, they have money they're, now. They're in the league, according according to this. Technically, <laughs> like, yes, the best. I kind think of that crap. might be the first time they've been mentioned this <laughs> entire time. They traded Kevin Love. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's true. They also, after trading Kevin Love, have 15 guaranteed contracts. So I don't know if, who they're planning to cut if they're going to sign Jared Dudley. Well, our hope was that we would find somebody who's interested, like in the parts of this that we're not doing the mock-up season, find a home for like Tristan Thompson or Clarkson or somebody like that. As, as interested as I am in Jordan Clarkson mentoring this collection of young guards that yeah. the Cavs have assembled, I, I could imagine just basically trading him for somebody who makes slightly less. But again, that's not a mock-up season. Yeah, thing. well, Cavs, I've also got you as only $3.1 million below the tax right now. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, assuming yep. that you have waived J.R. Smith and taking that entire cap hit this year, yeah, we're not we're not stretching him. That's for damn sure. Yeah, so I, I guess there's a reason why they haven't been making any offers. There are a couple of guys that I'm interested in for in for the minimum there. Um, but yeah, the Knicks, if 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 Dudley, if that's what he wants, sure, we could we could go like one year, five million sold and plus you might get on the buyout market and you don't have to move that's nice all right one year five million jared dudley to the knicks but yeah i mean if sacramento if you guys are are pretty much done yeah (laughs) i mean like for example like i have a bunch of stuff with miami would go after minimum guys but that doesn't seem like good radio so miami and okc backup point guards all that kind of fun stuff okay yeah i I mean i think we're probably about done here then i I, uh, I have one more offer i would like to make oh baby rockets here uh, we would like to offer Gerald Green a anyone. minimum contract, hometown, stay with a contender. Don't you have early bird rights on him? We would like to offer a one-year minimum contract to Gerald Green. <laughs> All right, I'll take that, I guess. All right, Rockets on the board. Yeah, are there any teams that haven't made a signing yet? Should we just have – have every, so we just have every team to – I mean, Miami, who, who I was going to go after was either uh, Felton or Isaiah Briscoe for a backup point guard. I actually like Isaiah – oh, and Darius Miller. That was another guy I wanted from, from Miami. Ooh, that would be a good a good uh, fattest potential I know. disguise Miami guy. <laughs> that was the idea. Okay. I'd like to get this on the record as a – I don't know if the agent would accept it, but this is my called shot for free agency prediction. Uh, Rondé Hollis Jefferson, Rockets, one plus one at the minimum. Ooh. Hmm. I hope he has more money on the table than that. Is this year's MCW? Yep. Uh, yeah, sure. Why not? Two signings for the Rockets. All right. Well, so, yeah, Avery Bradley is probably the biggest name that's still out there. Lakers, one plus one at the minimum. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I, mean, right, I, I think we're he, done here. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Um, so I, I think you, when we uh, talk about, uh, I guess we can go with uh, our biggest takeaways first. Um, what sticks out to you, KP, uh, having done this now as like things we might have learned from this exercise? I mean, the main thing I hadn't really considered, and uh, jazz fans are very upset with me about this, is that Derek Favors would have substantial trade value on that non-guaranteed deal if they decide to go somewhere else. Uh, I think that that makes their their choice a little bit more interesting if they are able to get like a really solid second or something for him. That was uh, that was that's maybe very granular, but that was that was interesting to me. I I mean, I think it's going to be fascinating what happens. You know, we we are pretty clear at this point that the Knicks are going to have a lot of money to spend on one year deals. If the Clippers are also in that same situation, uh, there's going to be some guys that really benefit because of that. And then some other guys that are like, well, wait, why didn't I get as much as that guy? Because of the fact that they're not deriving the same benefit yeah i mean to me i thought the back end of this was a little different than i think it's going to be in real life just because clippers knicks and kings all ended up with with all this space and it would really surprise me if any of those three teams in real life actually have significant space remaining um but we could maybe see more teams that it, you know we haven't tried to do you know your trade trade away yan mahin me or you know those those types of deals um but it'd be interesting to see if there's any kind of a market for teams trying to open up space actually by trading players as opposed to stretching some of those remaining uh sour 2016 contracts that 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 ties in with one thing that is kind of a limitation of this exercise which is that we generally don't put much time into those kind of pre-clearing trades but i also don't know what's still left like the jr smith situation is really interesting and i was running the Cavs, and i'm sitting there going well how do we replicate this because i was i was expecting a jr smith trade to happen while we were recording this at some point and then it, it didn't end up happening so yeah i'm certain teams would probably be more aggressive because of that but also with crab and solomon hill and a few other guys moving already it isn't exactly clear to me how many players are still going to be moved this year other than what is created by the signings that teams have because there's not necessarily a lot of teams that have to create additional space i mean based on what we expect to have in free agency and someone might surprise us if the clippers get two max guys that would be a scenario but otherwise it's just brooklyn moving you know possibly only musa if they get both durant and Kyrie. Right, and like as Dallas, I thought about paying to to move Courtney Lee, who I actually who I actually like, but the the problem was they just they're out those two first round picks, so it's like the the opportunity cost of stretching him wasn't that big a deal. Like maybe in a real life scenario, that would be gamed out a little differently, that sort of thing. But I felt like D'Angelo Russell choosing to take less money with the Lakers kind of really dramatically threw off my strategy because I did not see that. that it, it also coming. threw off my strategy as the Suns, but it, I think it worked out reasonably well. So I ended up having to go cheaper at shooting. Goals guard than I expected with Bullock and, and Justin Holiday, But, you know, I feel good about filling out that roster with some minimum vets that like this would be a real roster. Um, Dan, anything that surprised you? Uh, maybe you guys can help me flesh this out a little bit. But uh, when Nate makes the sheet of different categories of free agents, we have, you know, the stars that we did first then starters and then rotation players. It seems to me it's a, you know, it's obviously a large class of of stars, but it seems like a relatively small class of those starter level non-stars. And I, 
I'm not really sure what that means. Um, I, I don't know. I think but it, it means it's a str- lot of guys are going to get overpaid. But with this more uh, discreet uh, class of GMs, it meant a lot of guys getting either shorter deals. I mean, that was the other thing that stuck out to me, too, is just the number of shorter deals. But I say that every year of just like, <laughs> uh, how you guys aren't spending enough. So that's uh, I may be a prisoner of the moment here. Well, no, I mean, role. the thing is that we have learned from teams' mistakes and teams do not learn from their mistakes. Like, that was my big thing with the Pelicans and the Kings is – you know, if you spend all this money because of the fact that you have the cap space now before those guys on rookie contracts start coming up for extensions, you know, that's that's a if you say we have to spend it now, that's a really dangerous place to be because that's how you get what the Blazers did in 2016, what the Hornets did in 2016, what the Heat did in 2017. And those contracts end up untradeable in a hurry. Along, yeah. along those lines, I was really having challenges with the Knicks because I'm sitting there going, well, why are we being optimistic here? But then what happened was once that kind of first class of guys were out, I was open to doing multi-year contracts, but there just weren't really the guys that I, that screamed worth it to me. You know, like the restricted free agents were a little bit weird for the Knicks interest and all that. So I don't love where it turned out, but I also don't really know how it turns out better. Like I think, I think the way that it could turn out with a better group for the Knicks would be if they spent way more long-term money, but they'd probably be worse for it. Um, one other takeaway I had is uh, it seems like backup point guard, there are more teams that need one than solid, clear rotation level players available. Like, I don't think we ever even got one for Charlotte. Uh, and I was looking at like Raymond Felton, J.J. Barea, Devin Harris as the guys who didn't sign. You know, that's a big drop. And I, I wonder if the backup point guard market uh, could could be a little bit stronger for the players than we had here. Yeah, that T.J. McConnell contract early isn't looking so bad now, is it, Charlotte? <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. Yeah, and I think also one thing we're going to see here with, you know, who knows how long KD's process is going to take, who knows how long Kawhi's process is going to take, you know, that's going to tie up Knicks, Nets, Clippers, uh, you know, those three teams are probably going to be tied up for some time. You know, Kyrie as well, you think it could take uh, some time here. It also, you know, the fact that we have these three relatively mercurial and different way superstars that are driving so much of free agency where nobody seems to know what they want to do except for Kyrie wanting to go to the Nets. Um, you know, Jimmy Butler too is, a, is another one. Uh, so you could see a lot of this dragging out. I think much like in 2014, teams that I just identify their targets and strike pretty early on without kind of waiting for the market to get set. I mean, that's riskier because you could end up overpaying or you might end up getting some pretty good deals uh, by striking pretty early. And then you also have the specter of what happened in 2018. And I think maybe just uh, for you guys, subconsciously, the fact that last year was all one-year deals and, and no one no one had any money and you guys had all the leverage might have uh played into your unwillingness to spend and we'll see how that affects uh some of the teams uh, this year whereas 2017 you know same thing with the the 2016 market kind of maybe led to some overpays in 2017 whereas maybe we'll see some underpays uh this year because of the way last year's market was and just the anchoring provided by that another takeaway i had uh that i don't think will surprise anybody who listens to this podcast you don't want to be the last center standing in your tier you don't want to be the last starter to sign you don't want to be the last backup uh because it's it's going to be slim pickings for the players pretty quick yeah Cantor, i didn't think was ever coming back to portland so that that one surprised me and rashawn holmes is another one who i really like that ended up getting almost nothing 
Yeah, well, I mean, that's, uh, it'll be interesting which teams pay a lot for centers and which, you know, especially of the backup variety and which just say, all right, we're going to just stick around uh, and try to find someone here at the end. I mean, there well, are still some names available. As I told Nate when this, when these divisions first came out and I started going through the teams, it was a cruel joke that he gave me all the teams that either needed a center or had star centers as free agents. <laughs> <laughs> it was a cruel joke for me as the player agent, too, apparently. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, so, I offered a lot of centers. You can't say I didn't, at least short term. So so one of my takeaways here, which which is interesting because this hasn't been true before, is there are a few guys in this class that I just have real trouble calibrating their market. Julius Randle is a great example of this for me. Like Julius Randle, KCP, a few of those guys. Incidentally, I ended up signing most of those guys, but I'm still having trouble figuring out their market. Like I, I don't think this exercise helped because a lot and those are eye of the beholder players as well so that might be part of what this is but in terms of years and dollars some of the high volatility guys are going to be really interesting to watch bobby portis is in this as well like maybe there's a a gm or two that really like them and then everybody else might be a little bit more skeptical so those type of guys are going to be fascinating Ubre is another example of that to me uh um i'll throw jabari parker in there too especially like those scoring four or five type of guys who don't play that much defense what the value those guys is going to be i think it's going to be best our team's going to bring those guys in and stars or say no you can't defend we're not going to do that uh i think those are likely candidates for like a knicks overpay for one year yeah well and that's where a lot of them ended up uh they, well they did surprisingly they, they got two defensive-minded players with amino and caldwell pope that that's me <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, so one other thing that I, I wanted to discuss, and some of this was just how the board broke. For guys like Trevor Reza, where is the threshold going to be for them in terms of taking less money per year, but signing like a three-year deal and just saying, this is the last big contract I signed? Like, I think we could see that with a few of those guys. But because it was the Clippers and Knicks that ended up with, and SAC, that ended up with so much space, those offers weren't really on the table. So we didn't get those those leverage or friction points. Were, were there any specific players that surprised you guys in terms of like uh, uh, not getting that much, getting more than you thought they would? Alex Caruso. <laughs> Uh, I didn't expect to get into a bidding war for Derrick Rose, but, you know, that happens. Uh, the, the Miritich thing just happened so quickly. There was no there was no rise to it. Like, I think this group likes Miritich more than GMs do, so that can lead to challenges as well. But it wasn't so much that the final number was really different. It was that it, it didn't build. It was just there. I think yeah, that was that, a little more. $18 million a year or, is a little bit more than he'll get in real life, would, would be my guess. Um, I don't yeah, want to mess seem, around. It did seem like the backup point guard market was maybe a little bit cooler than it will be in real life as well due to what where where there as you noted dan there's might be some some of you guys might be like hey we probably should have been more aggressive on some of these guys early on um who do we feel like is the favorite in the Western Conference at this point? Oh, oh, with these teams, yeah. I mean, that's a that's what we can turn to. Also, I mean, the Warriors did a pretty good job of recovering that Jay Crowder trade is huge, and then Wayne Ellington as a starting two. I mean, if Clay can come back and be okay, and Draymond and Curry play the same way they did this year, they only really lost Jordan Bell. They've got Looney. They do need like a starting center, but they could probably find you know someone like that, uh, or it'll just be Gulp Damian Jones. Uh, so yeah, I mean the Warriors I think could be pretty good by the end of the season and Crowder and Ellington can keep them afloat for uh so I think they came out of this better than they probably will in real life but yeah, uh, JaVale's still out there Nate what'd you say JaVale's still out there 
Oh, baby. Maybe Kyle. Um, you know, Clippers are obviously big losers. Jazz, I've got to be up there. I, I, I actually think the Rockets in real life will use the mini mid-level. They specifically said that they're going to this year. So, Well, well I think we can list the Rockets among the winners because they'll have the mid-level available for buyout candidates. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what, what about the Blazers in terms of Western Conference contenders? Yeah, I mean, I, I, think I, they are. I don't know how they're going to stop anybody. Defensively, they're one of the best offensive teams in the league. But getting Kuruks for two second round picks would be amazing. Yeah, for them. I, I think that would have. Yeah, oh, yes. that, I, I think, a, I think that happened pick. so quickly. Like from my team's perspective, but it was it was also the timing on it was interesting. Like I, I'm guessing they would be they could be a little bit more patient if it even has to happen at all, depending on the cap estimate. Yeah. Right, and, if the cap yeah, comes exactly. in where it's the sort of scuttle is it's going to come in, then they would just need to move Musa. I can't yeah. stand for this. I told KP make a fair offer because I didn't want to negotiate a Kuruks trade and then he's gonna make this and then just repeatedly drag <laughs> me for it this no, is I'm, not, I'm not slagging you for it it's more like someone else should have stepped up and offered more for him one of your other teams should have i just literally said just make me a fair offer that's it <laughs> Yeah, I, I think also what was interesting, too, is we ended up, uh, I, I thought Butler and Harris, uh, neither of them having full max offers for four years elsewhere. Now, uh, you know, the sign and trade with Houston thing, I, you know, I just, it would have just been too complex for this exercise. I'm not ruling that out. Although the fact that there's only ever been basically one big player who's been signed and traded for to a team that didn't have the cap space beforehand, which is Gallo in 2017, makes me think that Butler to Houston thing is unlikely but he did at least have a full four-year max offer but that was the only one he would have had out there and philly could just say no we're not going to do that uh come back here and stuff but it, it does seem to me butler and harris will both have four-year max offers out where i think mean, the kings would clearly just make that max offer to harris uh which you know these mock kings that we're not going to do um I, I also thought just on that one yeah. real quick that kind of is the dream scenario for philly just in that this is part of the reason they traded for both is so they could leverage them against each other where you don't have to panic to to sign one yeah well except that they don't really have a clear fallback like that was that was something that i thought would have been a really interesting part of this had had it broken differently at the top and it's something that i'm wondering about myself is that yeah philly would have max cap, max cap space but what would they do with that it's really interesting i i gotta say kp i was a little uh part of why i was bitching so much about the uh the Pels was I, I was a little disappointed with what they came up with I mean Maxi Kleba is a good player but you know I don't know if he's necessarily a starter um well I happen to be one of the world's biggest Maxi Kleba fans and I think yeah. he's like maybe 20 percent worse than Al Horford while making like 50 percent less so that that's Ooh. my calculation there wow Oof. yeah that's uh i mean especially al horford at age 33 on a four-year deal yeah no i mean and, and i can understand maybe not going after horford uh but just walking away with kleba and trey lyles and jeremy lynn you know i think they could have added something on the wing i i was i was just a little disappointed that as you know especially you have jackson hayes already you got uh your favorite christian wood i would have thought you'd try to make more of an impact on the wings rather than just saying oh we got brandon ingram i mean they still don't really have a pure three if you think of brandon ingram as a four which is kind of what he is uh from a shooting perspective so i thought they might get just try to get more wing depth and have the ability to play zion at center which you know i'm not sure they really do still with this group i i mean trey lyles was my play zion at center guy i think and then also i don't but he can't stop anyone you know the the idea would have been have you know good defense at five positions and play zion at center and switch but uh you know kleba i'm very interested to see what he i mean you guys think he gets this much it seems like that no but i i could I, i think he 
could get more than like the general public expects because he's he's a yeah. talented player. So you know that that's that's a part of this process. But I also expect that the margin between what we what KP offered and what he actually gets will be at the level where Dallas will match. But KP went high, so I I reacted what I thought was appropriately. Yeah, I do think Dallas losing Kleba basically because they have Dwight Powell was kind of a bummer. Yeah, it's going to be a bummer if it happens in real life. But but, but they, I mean, that's, they do maybe they, need a dive guy because if you have Horford and Porzingis, they're both really pop guys. You may want someone to kind of contrast that skill a little bit. And Cleve obviously is a pop guy as well. Yeah. Um, and, and I mean, that third year, though, if anybody does want to go after into the point where the arenas is going to pop up over 10 million, I mean, I think that's probably unrealistic. But if someone does, you know, Dallas could have cap space right now in the summer of 2021. And that Kleba thing could vaporize a lot of that potentially. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Who, who else? I mean, the East, everyone going back on all three of those those teams. Number four in the East is probably who right now? Boston, Indiana, if Oladipo comes back and is actually any good. Well, who are you counting as the three? Because Brooklyn is right up there too oh yeah yeah well no I mean they're not right up there with KD missing the whole year two years from now I mean they were a playoff team that got Kyrie yeah they're not gonna be able to stop anybody though well and then they compromise their depth and Kyrie for D'Angelo Russell I mean it's an upgrade but it's not a huge upgrade so I don't think they're in the top four I I think that you could put them in that Boston Indiana tier what the hell did the Pacers do again (laughs) uh Rubio Bogdanovich basically and then and and then wing depth yeah I thought the Rubio and the Miritich contracts those are the two that I actually thought were higher than what they're gonna get in real life oh I think Rubio is getting more and I think it's gonna be a mistake that 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 was what I was calibrating in. I think Rubio's yeah. gonna get like he's gonna get like fifty and yeah, I'm, I'm gonna and I'm gonna hate it. So I was kind of that was my idea was I wanted to try to be a little bit closer to what I and I'm guessing it's gonna be from Indy. Given how locked in they seem that yeah. I would not be surprised if that is. I mean that was also something like Harrison Barnes. In reality, do I really want to pay Harrison Barnes sixty uh, million over the next You don't have years? to ask that rhetorical question. <laughs> I know your feelings on that. You know my feelings about Maxi Cleo relative to Harrison Barnes. Uh but you know, I, I got to defer a little bit to something that is seems so certain to happen. Um, I think the other thing that that I would say, uh, like you know, Wes Matthews got one year, eight million from the Indiana, and that was like drawing blood from a stone to get that offer. I think guys like him, you know, maybe eight million a year is about the right number, but I see them getting you know three years. Well, that's where the Lakers signing one a max guy could change the market dramatically because I think they're a prime suitor for that type of player. Yeah, but even like in Indiana, you know, I think they would want to just have Wes Matthews for longer, you know, or he would just have multiple offers in the eight million dollar range. Like, because when you guys were all like, "Oh, I'm, I'm, I forget the exact price," but like, "Oh, it's six million for Wes Matthews, six point five million, six point six million for Wes Matthews." Like, in reality, I think that process would lead to more years as opposed to like increasing your offer by like a dollar. Uh, but we'll see. I, I, could, I could be wrong about that. As as noted, I have the uh, the more player centric view uh, in this exercise. Um, let's see if i had any other questions here um one thing that i think is worth pointing out is the the wizards came up a couple times especially at the end for the difficulties they are going to face and they definitely will they also have a a few like decently sized trade exceptions that if we had expanded this further 
could have been helpful to get somebody who's maybe overpaid uh, but still a rotation level player yeah and I, th- I mean i think their tax concerns and just not having anybody under contract is going to be an issue um well, well they probably would have i was just going to say they're kind of stuck in in the situation where you know they have some players they, they just have so many free agents they have some guys they could resign an avenue to do it but if they don't then they don't really have cap space and so you're stuck with the mid-level exception which we used and then these trade exceptions which we did not get into uh any like regrets for your teams at all as a jazz i would regret going so fast on miritich coming in so hot yeah yeah it didn't seem like he had i mean maybe the pacers would have been you know it, danny said that they had an offer but it wasn't that high so maybe there would have been something there but yeah i mean uh, and, and the pacers like they things totally garbled when they traded for tj warren like i i basically had to go in a i had to go in a very different approach because i'm like well they think they have one of their forwards and so i'm like well then then that changes the thaddeus young stuff it changes the bullion stuff and they still needed a guard so it was like i i think that you know for me the pacers would have been a way more fun team to run if that if the tj warren trade hadn't happened but it did so so be it i've got oh go ahead back on meritage i mean i think one thing that was that this exercise reinforced that i think is important to that meritage Derek favors decision that jazz fans maybe aren't seeing is that you know either they need to add a stretch four option i i I think we agree that sorry george niang that that's probably not enough at that position right now even though he would still be a rotation guy in this exercise uh and then but you know if they keep favors if they let go of favors then they need a backup center is what everyone will say because that's such an important part of his value what's really easy to find a backup center for the room exception they would have had their choice of a few pretty good players and i think ed davis i mean ed davis was like number two amongst centers in rpm last year he's not that good of a player but you know he's a he's a really solid backup at that spot in my opinion and it's much easier to find that than a solid stretch four for the room exception yeah i i agree with you on that one um a couple uh, regrets i had for the celtics i prioritized going after they had need at point guard and center i was looking more at center vucevic primarily who the celtics didn't get um and be thinking, well, they've got a way at point guard with Terry Rozier. Probably better to go after the point guard just because of what KP was talking about, uh, about center. Uh, didn't really go after Kemba Walker for them. Sounds like they will. That's probably a better course. And then for the Wizards, uh, my regret is not hiring a general manager before this. <laughs> All right. I, I think that's uh, that's as good a uh, note to close on as any here. Thanks so much. Uh, this is awesome as usual guys and uh we'll can't wait to see how it all plays out uh, in a few days uh so now all of you say goodbye at the exact same time bye goodbye bye i didn't work at all you have to edit that <laughs> yeah it's not it's not one of my strengths and but note i am intentionally leaving this in uh all right we will catch you guys at the end of the week got a few more off-season previews uh, to do so we'll talk to you all then at bet365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every goal every game every point every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.